like rain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. Well, let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, <clears throat> on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex Hitless. Here are my man, 100 years. Charlie Chase, baby. <laughs> good morning, Flex. How are you? Shocked, odd. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Life is good, my man. Life is good. Was How your baby you? born already? Is that why no. you're so excited? No, no, no. But um, he, he's on his way. Let, let the little guy uh, take his time. But um, <laughs> but it's good, man. Things are good. Yeah, it sounds like they are. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like they are. Which you know, you. I I think that's the most emotion I've seen from you ever. I don't even think I've, I I I don't I've never even seen you that hyped even uh, when we saw the the Cowboys beat the Giants the day after my wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, I was a little hungover from your wedding, so I didn't okay, have fair, enough energy. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. But um, but that was that was good too. But um, for you. But yeah, for me, for and, sure. But the wedding was good for both of us. The wedding was good. The right. wedding was a lot of fun. Right, right, right. Uh, beautiful wedding again, by the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, happy times. My Cowboys are rolling. Uh, it's a good, good, good time to be a Cowboy fan. How about that? That win, man, against the Saints. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of the best wins I've witnessed as a Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it? Uh, well, what did you think of it? I mean, I uh, like look. I I was a little surprised that you know it was um, you know that the Saints only scored ten points. But I mean, come on, man! The Cowboys—they they showed up, man. They mm-hmm. showed up and they showed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't too too happy with the way the offense played, but the defense really, really came to play and held down the number one scoring offense to, to ten points. And they shouldn't even have gotten ten points, honestly. Are they the number one scoring offense? Don't get me wrong; I'm not, I'm not trying to downgrade anything you said at all. I'm just yeah. The trying Saints to... were averaging thirty-seven points going into that game. Okay, more yeah. than more than the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, could be right. Yeah, yeah. Now. And it was funny because I know you didn't you didn't come on the show uh, the day after the yeah. day after they did yeah, that you know schedule last week. conflicts uh, yeah no no you know, I explained on the show I get it you know you have a baby on the way you have more important things at hand of course absolutely you know you know your child coming on the way is more important than you know any any, any career that you would have it I would assume yeah for sure you know so anyway so um I was I was funny I was, it was funny I was thinking about like uh, like uh, I want to let Charlie if Charlie when Charlie talks I'm be like uh huh. Yeah, so yeah, I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah, how about them Cowboys, right? Yeah, duh. you know, like whatever, like all enthusiastic about it. And I was going to be like, sure, no, yeah. they won. Just like try to like not make it as uh, enjoyable yeah. for you, my reaction. But since you did bring it up, I do want to ask you and bring up, what did you think about Stephen A's comments that I retweeted mm-hmm. on our Twitter page? Because not for nothing, and I know you're, you really don't like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, well, I don't like him because he's just—he's a cowboy hater. You know yeah, what I mean? of course. Like he's, uh, but the thing is, like, he's—he's he's also is documented that he's a Steelers fan, but he gets more enjoyment out of seeing the Cowboys lose and the Steelers win, and that's what I have a problem with. You know but what I mean? It nonetheless, I what get it. It's, it's his gimmick. I get it. What I don't want to say gimmick, but it's like his thing already, which he's known right. for, and he's riding with it. I want to say gimmick. Yeah, I know. it's part of his brand, right? But nonetheless. It is very true what he did say. He had a strong point mm-hmm. that now, and he gave all the props and all the credit mm-hmm. as much as Stephen A. could to the Cowboys after that win. Right. But he did say that now with that win comes expectation. Right. And he said it before that the Cowboys will never let you down, that you will always, that they will always lose in playoffs in playoff moments. Right. But so what I, I I'm not I'm not this is me being legit like like I guess sports broadcaster unbiased mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. What what did you feel about that cuz that is a good point. 
Yeah, I've but he's always he's been saying that for years though. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? But he didn't say that for a year. The, but now, with, but remember, the expectation wasn't that high right, right, in the right, preseason. Right. But what I'm saying is now, like his his whole thing is like, I will have the last laugh. Right? That's the whole thing that he just hung his hat on. He's like, I am gonna have the last laugh. But what is that? Like, if they get to the NFC Championship game, is he getting the last laugh? And they lose in the NFC Championship game. I mean, as a Cowboy fan, that's a win. You know what I mean? Getting to the championship game. Because going into the season, you weren't expecting that. Okay, so okay, now that that's 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 a win for you. Is just getting to just getting to the game, I, not winning the game, just I, getting to it. Yeah, I, like as a Cowboy fan, I mean, obviously, like I want them to go to the Super Bowl, right? But that that's that's a you know with the Saints in the division, with the Rams in the division, that's that's a very lofty goal. But if they make it to the championship game, I'll, I'll be excited. So last Tuesday, I brought up a point that Alan Alan Hahn had made mm-hmm. when, when I was listening to ESPN Radio. Alan Hahn had made a point and I brought it up. And uh, where he said, which team would you rather have? And I put up the point on Instagram, mm-hmm. and, and it was funny. I actually had like a, a coworker, somebody who works in the warehouse with me, and this guy Andres, um, who said like, you know, that's actually a good point because he saw it on the Instagram and he heard the show, and he was like, you know, I guess that's a good point about would you rather have a team that's good every year, makes it to the playoffs every year, mm-hmm. you know, even gets to the finals a couple of times, but never gets to a championship, you know, like like ten years, like the nineties Knicks. Always right. making the finals, made it to the final right. championship twice or never. Or, you know, being bad for like 10 years, make the playoff twice, win a championship once. So kind I'm, of like may, maybe, maybe like if you look uh, somewhat of like what the, where, what the Giants are now. Like, you know, we were good like, you know, a couple right. of years ago. We won it. And then like now we're bad, 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 you know. Oh, obviously I would rather have the, the championship. The Giants were in a good, to good comprehension. But you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I get what you're but saying. But the like, Cowboys now are... are like that team where they're making the playoffs kind of almost consistently. Right. Almost consistently. Like every other year. Like every right. year, every other year. But yeah. they're only going so far. Right. And they're just staying competitive. So it seems like, it seems like, but what you're saying to me is that you rather have that kind of team that's always good, but doesn't end up winning a championship, but you rather have a good team. Like no, the best thing I, I said I mean, to Memphis I, Grizzlies. I, I, want, I want to see a chip. Like well, I, of course I want you to see, want them to see win a, chip. a chip. You know what I mean? But would you rather have them be bad every year? You know, like out of ten years, would you rather them be so bad that they only make the playoffs twice, but win a championship once? Mm-hmm. Or would you rather have what they are, like pretty much making the playoffs almost every year, or pretty much every year make the playoffs? Yeah, I want them to be like the Patriots. To be good every year, and of course you want <laughs> them win, to be like that, four, Charlie. Four Super Bowls in a decade. Of course you <laughs> want them to be like that. But I'm just saying, if you're telling me that if they get to the NFC Championship, mm-hmm. that that is a win for you, but they don't actually this, get to win this, a championship. This year would be a win. This year, because the expectations weren't so that last. Big for this so the so the other years when when Dak Prescott's rookie season, it wasn't a win. Well, when, he no, lo- when he lost Aaron Rodgers. Well, no, because well, yeah, that was a win too. Because when Romo went down, you weren't expecting that team to do anything, and then Dak and Zeke surprised everybody. But t- to answer your question, I'd rather like the team be subpar, but me get like one or two championships like every ten years. But it's I'd, not. But see, that's the thing. It's not them being subpar. It's either being bad, right, and getting a championship every year. I'd, I'd rather them, you know, be bad and get a couple of chips. Okay. Yeah. Sort of like I mean, the Giants had that run where they won like two Super Bowls in like you know five four, six years, four years, four years, four years apart. Yeah, I mean, look, I haven't as a Cowboy fan, I haven't seen a Super Bowl in twenty five years, man. I, I know it's a long time. VHS tapes only live for so exactly. long. You, so that means you can't even watch look, it. Look, you're gonna, I'm gonna allow you to recycle that joke one more time, Flex. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know what? Challenge accepted. I'm gonna see what you allow me to do, and and that's it. That's it. But um, look, I mean, look. The, the, it's an exciting end of the season as a Cowboy fan. You know what I mean? Like, if they could beat the Saints, they they could hang with anyone. Definitely as a Cowboy fan, not as a Giants fan. Oh, yeah. Well, the Giants, you know, <laughs> season's been over since Halloween for the Giants. We're not players. mathematically over. Oh, come on. Like I said, I said it before. I said it Juan. Yeah. I say they're over. But there's always going to be a small part of me that's mm-hmm. going to get mad at me for saying that until they're mathematically over. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm listening to that part. I'm just saying there's a small part of me that's Always gonna say, like it's it's. I said about speaking again about like the guy uh, Andres too, and I was talking to him about like the games, and I was and we were talking about it on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and I was like, listen, man, the Giants have like a two percent chance of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then Andres said he was like, hey, two percent is two percent, my man, and that's yeah. true, yeah. I so mean, like two percent is better than zero, yeah. So like that's that's just there's always gonna be a small part of me, you know what I mean? That's always gonna yeah. just. It's funny, so. Wait, did you have a point to make? You're about to make or something? No, no. All I was gonna say is like, yeah, the, the Cowboys got to lose out and the Giants got to win out, and right, it, it could happen. And that, that week, <laughs> that that week seventeen match could be real yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. Um, I doubt it though. It, it, so it's funny. So when I was watching the Giants game this Sunday, uh, my boy Jose mm-hmm. he texted me. Uh, he said, "Hey, congratulations on the win." 
right? You know, I got to leave work early, so I got to watch most of the game, mm-hmm. you know, that day, which is great. And then I'm like, on the wind, what are you talking about? Like, this is like in the fourth quarter with like a couple of minutes left, mm-hmm. like about like two minutes left, whatever. You know, did you see the Giants game at all? No? Yeah, I watched okay. it. Yeah, 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 because the Cowboys played Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah whatever. I wow. watched it, and then I had a, uh, I had a lot of Odell and and Daly, so it was kind of you know tuning in. Okay. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, you did. So yeah, so um, he texted me towards the end of that that game, and he was like, "Congratulations on the win," and I was like, "Congratulations on the win." What do you mean? And he goes, "On our bet." So I forgot that Jose and I we made a bet uh, at the end of September this year. Mm-hmm. He said the Giants were only going to get three wins, and he's a Giants fan. Right. And he said the Giants were only going to get three wins for the whole season. And we were all saying, like, you're bugging. You're bugging. They're not only going to get just three wins. Remember, this is the end of September. This right. is just, you know, so the beginning right, of the right. year. Right. So uh, he's like, yeah, I'll make you a bet. And then we made a friendly bet, and we said, okay, let's bet, like, like, like a night out. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we'll have dinner. Then we'll maybe meet up with some other people. Or even if we don't, whatever. We'll go out. The loser pays for the winner's night the tab, out. Right. Yeah, picks up the tab for the drinks and the, and the, mm-hmm. and the food and everything like that. Right. So then we go, uh, so he texted me that, I forgot all about that. As soon as he texted me that, that's when Tariq Cohen started showing up. Oh, yeah. That's when he started throwing it. That's when the chain started moving and moving and moving. I was like, dude, I really think you're starting to jinx this stuff. The, the mush was in full effect. And he was like, nah, nah, it's not going to happen, right? And then they, they kicked the field goal. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, if they get this onside kick, Came I'm going to the onside kick. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> they got the onside kick. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, dude, do you see what you just did? And he just writes like, and as soon as they got the onside kick, I got to text him. Holy crap. You know, it's just like, and then and then my wife, she's ne- she's next to me, like, and I, was, and I changed his, his name in my phone to Jinx. Mm-hmm. I put on Facebook, like, officially, Jose's now Jinx. My wife said she's going to call him JJ from now on, Jose Jinx, <laughs> right? And then she, and it's funny, I was like, stop talking to me, Jinx. I was, like, texting him, and he's like, and uh, we were, it was, we got really nervous there. Yeah, but it's yeah, funny, because yeah. as soon as he texted me, congratulations on the win. It started happening. That, it's just, you know. Coincidentally, like the, the game shifted. Oh, it was so dramatic, and I was in, it was intense. And my wife was like, just right next to me, like, nah, don't ever talk to Jose ever again in your life. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, don't yeah. talk to JJ anymore. It was it was intense. Yeah. So let me ask you this: like, you as the uh, the official Giants fan of the show, where where did the Giants go from here? Like, where did, like this off season as a Giant fan, what would you like to see happen? What I like to see happen is off season. Yeah. Uh I mean a couple of different things. I mean, uh, like there's a couple of things. I'm, I don't know so much what I would like. What I would like to see, of course, is what I was. Is, is of course the whole team turn around everything. I to me the most important thing to improve is between the offensive line and the uh, and the the, the run defense. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like 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 the defensive line. Right. So the lines for me are the most important things to improve because the Giants are getting run on like no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. Quarterback situation, of course, has to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it doesn't have to be fixed this year. I think it does. I would not like to have – I wouldn't, like, hate and, like, you know, rip down every wall or break every chair if we had Eli Manning for another year. I wouldn't want to have Eli Manning for mm-hmm. another year. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm not saying that, like, oh, okay, we have to, like, tank everything now and we have to get Justin Herbert in the draft. I'm not saying that's the case. Right. I wouldn't mind, depending on what we would have to give up, if we moved up in the draft and got Justin Herbert. Okay, cool. Depending on what we give up, I don't really want to give up too much. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of worried about that because of the fact that what we already gave up for uh, Damon Harrison and Eli Apple, we, did, we got nothing back for right, it. Right. So I feel like if we trade up to get – Justin Herbert, we're going to trade too much because mm-hmm. we're getting so little back for what we're giving away already. Right. But, um, I mean, definitely the lines I want to see improve. Now, like, I wouldn't mind. Like, I wouldn't mind if we focus, because that's what this, this this draft this year is going to be more about. Mm-hmm. Defensive players and linemen. That's what this draft is more about. Right. And uh, I wouldn't mind if we improved more. Like, not improved, sorry. If we, uh, like, signed, like, Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. For a year or two, I wouldn't mind that. I'd rather have him over Teddy Bridgewater because I know that Teddy Bridgewater's talk. I don't want cap, you know what I mean. But I, ra- I wouldn't mind if we had Joe Flacco for a year, right? So, you know, yeah, uh, sort of like to bridge the gap, you know, into the next quarterback. Yeah, that would I mean, yeah. that'd be fine. You know, I mean, I, I, he's better than Eli Manning right now, as mm-hmm. it stands right now for the moment. He's, he's played better than Eli Manning. He can still sling the ball down far. He has the experience. I mean, um, besides the fact that he's been hurt for these past couple of weeks, he's mostly durable. Right, you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah. same thing, he's not like a mobile quarterback. Like yeah, Manning. I mean, I said it. I said it a couple of weeks ago. I think Joe Flacco has played his last snap as a Baltimore Raven. <clears> you know, so he 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 very well. He could be available. You know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I I just wouldn't mind. I'm not saying I would like or love. I'm not saying that. I just said I wouldn't mind. I would like it better than Teddy Bridgewater. But I'm saying sign him to like a year or two. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Or you know, because just because I, I don't want to say that we have to trade up to get Justin Herbert or nothing like that. Yeah. So let, let just, me uh, let me ask you this because I've been uh, I've been seeing this a lot on the blogs and on a couple of talk shows. As a, as a Giant fan, is there any way that you would consider moving on from Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him? Is there any way? Yeah. Yeah, there's a way. Yeah. I'm saying like but as a Giant fan, would you would you be happy with that? Like would you be okay with them trading him? I know some Giants fans, yes, would want to. Yeah. Me? Like are you fed up with Odell is what I'm saying? No, I'm not. Right. Okay. I'm personally not. Mm-hmm. I'm personally not. I, I I wouldn't want to give away a talent like Odell. Mm-hmm. And the guy cuz you know what it is? It's just He's Odell. Anything he says or does right. is going to be criticized. It's going to be under the microscope. Yeah. Like, they, they right now, um, you know, like, he, he's, he's saying the fact about, like, don't ever question my work ethic. Like, recently, they're talking about, like, because of the fact that he didn't dive on that ball. Right, right. You know what I mean? But that's from what we see at the moment. You know, like, a ton of times, like, we see that he should just dive at the ball. But, you know, he's not, he's not, no, the guys in front of him aren't blocking. Right. You know what I mean? The ball could bounce anyway. He's probably waiting, or he maybe hesitated for a second. But right, that, right. you don't question the guy's worth. The guy works hard. Yeah, 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 for sure. The guy works super, super, mm-hmm. super hard for everything he does. Yeah. And then, but because he's already built up this name for himself and because he's so good, it's just like LeBron James, every time he flops, it's going to be, you know, yeah. broadcasted everywhere, but other people flop and you're never going to notice it because right, they're not right. LeBron James. Yeah. So Odell is so big that everything he does is going to be under the it's radar. Ma- it's magnified for sure. Exactly. Yeah, he's, a, he's a superstar. I think the thing with him is that there's question if he's a team player or not. You know what I mean? Because if like the way I see Odell is like, let's say if if the Giants lose the game, but he goes for a buck 50 and two touchdowns, he's perfectly happy. You know what I mean? Like that. I think that's like the image that people have of him. I think that yeah, but yeah, that's just that's just the image that comes out, I guess, portrayed about it. Because like when he says stuff like, "I don't want a thousand yards, I want two thousand yards," right? But he just wants to be great. Yeah, yeah. Like who doesn't? Who doesn't want to be the best at what they do? You know what I mean? Right. So like, who? I mean, and, and it's a it's a fine line when you're thinking about somebody being wanting the best out of themselves, mm-hmm. and then telling about, "Oh, you're just being cocky. You don't want what's best for the team." Right. That's just the the image that's portrayed about yeah. him, and and I don't agree with that image. Um, and now it's like the you know the fact that you know Saquon now is you could say that he's the face of the franchise. You right? could say that absolutely. You, you could know, say because maybe maybe he has a problem with that. I don't think so. I think I think he I think he loves the guy Saquon, especially because Saquon's just, especially just personality wise, they're both yeah. so different. But you could say like Saquon's a leader though. You know what I mean? He like he's he was born a leader. Like you I, could tell. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it just looks so different because Saquon's so quiet. Mm-hmm. And Odell is so loud. Mm-hmm. Now, who's to say what's the better leader? I mean, it's it's you know it's only Saquon's rookie year, right? But because Odell is just so loud, and he's already done some stupid stuff before, mm-hmm. that that's why they'll like it will overshadow anything else that uh, right, right that you may that's, think that's going to make the headlines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be shadowed like that. But like, I mean, you know, it's just. I wouldn't want to give up Odell yet. Yeah, no, it's hard to give up on a talent like that. Is is extremely difficult. I, yeah, that's something that I definitely would not want to give up uh, Odell like that. Um, so, playoffs. Fantasy playoffs are here. You know what it is, by the way, before we get into that? You know what? Shout out to our international followers. I just noticed right now, like being, uh, not noticed, but I saw a little earlier. We're now, people are listening to us in Australia. Yeah. Australia, we hit Australia, we hit uh, Canada, United Kingdom, we hit Europe. a couple places. And, and now. Uh, <laughs> and Mexico. Let's not forget our Mexico. We listeners. got somebody in Ecuador now. It's probably somebody from my wife's family, I guarantee you. Yeah, it has to be, be right? somebody from my wife's family. But yeah, no, we got people out in Australia. <laughs> yes. Oh, go stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> that was Italian of you, right? That wasn't a Hispanic joke, was it? It was um, somewhere in between. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um anyways, playoffs now for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now you said most of your leagues are uh fourteen playoff leagues. That's terrible. Yeah. That sucks. I'm, I'm kind of. Is the league you run a 14 playoff league? Yeah, that's so that's so bad. Yeah, I it's you know it's always been that way, so we haven't changed it. You should. Yeah, but I I kind of like it though. I, like, well, it's a gift and a curse because you know only four teams make the playoffs, but then a lot of times the teams that you know are in you know ninth, tenth, eleventh place they lose interest and you know they may forget to set their lineups and it affects the whole league. Yeah, but you got you know, more so, than half your league like that. Yeah. Like that just sucks. Yeah, it's just the way it's always been. Maybe we'll we'll tweak it next year. I I I think I because the the league that that we drafted for the Instagram league, mm-hmm. I was writing um about that they you know like I was like oh man I thought I made because we you know we were in sixth place I was like I thought we made the playoffs but I just realized it was a fourteen playoffs and the guy who runs it I for talent he says 
14 playoffs. Now, there's no money involved in this one. This one's just, you know, yeah, like a friendly bragging rights. A friendly bragging rights kind of thing, which is cool, you know, and it's, you know, still competitive enough. And then um, he's like, oh, I thought it was set to six the whole time. I left it on standard. I thought it was six, and it's four. So we couldn't change the time of playoffs, right? But since it's four, now we do have a shot at making the playoffs now, mm-hmm. especially that we won last week. But, you know, I just think it's just, it's just sad just to have four. I mean, you have 12 teams in the league, mm-hmm. only four of them make it? Right. That's just. It's, That's you know, more than half the league is out. So, like, like last week, like you know, and I, I said you saw the game last night, right? Mm-hmm. So, hold on. What was I say? Yeah, I was pulling for the Redskins, but uh, they they couldn't pull it out. Let me just say something about last night. Yeah, talk to me. Let me just say something. Uh oh. <sighs> it was sad, <laughs> well, and I was and I was very upset. Depends on how you look at it, Flex. But go ahead. Let me stop the music for a second. <laughs> So let me just break it, set up the scenario for where I was in. So I'm officially in two playoffs out of my five leagues, mm-hmm. right? And then we could possibly make uh, the th- a third one from the Instagram one that we're talking about, the Instagram uh, Fantasy Experts League. Yeah. So in this one that I run, right, with my boy Kanto, the Sunday Funday F Monday League is what it's called, uh, it's 18 playoffs. I like to have the 18 playoffs because of the fact you keep more than half your league involved. Mm-hmm. So there was a three-way tie for eighth place, and I was in eighth place. Because of the fact that I, you know, I was tied with my boy Jose and my boy uh, K Mac, aka the Wasp. Mm-hmm. So I was tied with them, and I was up. I was beating K Mac by fifteen points, just about about fifteen points, right? So he needed me either to lose and him to win to move forward, or if we both wins, he needs to beat me in points. So okay. his team killed. His team killed. So then, and then, and then I had Antonio Brown go Sunday night, and he killed. Yeah. Oh, he went nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So I needed about uh, what did I needed? I needed about like twenty. What is it? Twenty. Let me see. I'm trying to do the math in my head right now. Uh, I needed about twenty two points from Adrian Peterson. Okay. <laughs> now I understand why you got that music queued up. <laughs> yeah. I needed twenty two points. Look, I mean, look, it looked promising. Oh no! Game by moment. In the first quarter, I'm coaching my basketball practices. I do every Monday night. And you got the update. Not that I get the update. Oh, I got the update. Shout out to my boy, Chris. Voodoo on the loudspeaker. Adrian Peterson, 90-yard touchdown. <laughs> I started screaming in the gym. Yes! Let's go! The kids wouldn't know what happened. The parents watching what happened. It's a lot of points for flex. That's what happened. Did you, did the kids end up winning the game? By the way, or no? It was basketball practice. Oh, practice. Okay. Pay attention. <laughs> so Adrian Peterson gives me twelve points with just that one run. That's all he did. That's it. My hopes were so high. K Mac even texted in the group chat that that ninety yard run touchdown is going to kill me. <laughs> My hopes were so so high, and I really thought, but no. And then I got like this song where I put from the Incredible Hulk. I got amped. I got hyped. The gamma, the gamma rays got through me, and I got all excited. And now I'm just walking away, just walking away, walking away in ninth place as K-Mac won his match and defeated me by seven points. Mm. I was seven points away. That's painful. <sighs> That's enough of that. That's enough. So that, that that cost you a playoff spot. That cost me a playoff spot. Yep, I, yeah. I didn't make the playoffs because of that. But I, but because of the fact that he scored that, because I I already had like expectations, like because his team killed and my team was doing really bad. I blame it more on Matt Ryan because mm-hmm. Matt Ryan got did bad this week, only six points. And you know what's funny? Speaking about the Ravens and all and that like Joe Flacco and all that, mm-hmm. I did think for a moment, and it wasn't a long moment. It was a, it was a moment nonetheless. That I should play, and Lamar Jackson was on my waiver wire. I was like, I should play Lamar Jackson over Matt Ryan because Lamar Jackson got the better matchup. And he's been doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been doing bad fantasy-wise. And I thought about that. I was like, and then I was like, no, no, no. You know what? It's week 13. You have to win to get into the playoffs. Matt Ryan's been killing all year. Probably like, what, like two or three bad games. Yeah, yeah. And he's been killing all year. Stick with the guy that's been that's got that's, you this far. That's part. got you there, right? Yeah, stick with him. Stick with the yeah. guy that's always been consistently good instead of going with his rookie just because of a good matchup who's had like two good games. Mm-hmm. 
Now, if I would have did that, <laughs> I would have won. You would have won. You would have won easily because Lamar Jackson had a pretty good game. Lamar Jackson had about like sixteen points, and then yep. uh, he had six. He had six points. Uh, freaking Matt Ryan, mm-hmm. so it gave me the ten extra points. So which, I, which scoring, I lost by seven. Which scoring uh, system? Because he on, on, on Yahoo he had like twenty one for this week. Are you sure it was this week? Yeah. No, I thought I saw 16. I don't know. I don't remember. But anyway, go ahead. Anyways, the point is this. Regardless, the point is that it would have gave me enough points to beat K-Mac by like, you know, three or five points, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would have been in three playoffs. Yeah. And then if we would have won, if we win this week with the Instagram league, I'd be in four. Mm -hmm. Out of... Uh, one of them I didn't make because of uh, I, I I just needed too much to go. And it's a good team. It just sucks. That was a good team that I have in that one. Yeah, that's how I feel about the uh, the BFB league. Um, what your I, team? Yeah, I made uh, I made every single uh, playoff except for that one, and I felt like I drafted a good team in that league. Also, you know? what what place did you finish in that t- with that league again, uh, Charlie? Uh, I what? think I'm in tenth. Oh oh, tenth out of twelve. Yeah, in our BFB league. In our BFB. Really? League. Yeah. Oh man, why? But look, I'm not I'm not mad at the team I drafted. You know, mm-hmm. it's just just a little bit of uh-huh. bad luck. Uh huh. What what was bad luck? What was it? What, I mean, look, I, look, look at my team. Look, Philip huh? Rivers, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, Adrian Peterson, Mark Ingram, Jordan Reed, Amari Cooper, and I got Duke Johnson on the bench. I mean, that's a pr- that's a pretty solid team. Uh yeah, tenth place team. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. What that's, can a temp- you do? that's a ten place team. What would you have done differently in that draft? Um, in that draft, I think I maybe would have took a running back a little bit earlier because um, you know Adrian Peterson. I was lucky to get him. Uh, Mark Ingram. I mean, he hasn't. You know, he's had you know one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game. So maybe I would have took a running back a little bit earlier. Well, let's see here. And you, not load up on on receivers. You took Antonio Brown sixth. Yeah. So you go with that. I'm good with Antonio Brown six. And you go with it. Well, you go with Keenan Allen. He's a second round pick. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, because look at the other guys you could that went after him. I mean, uh, see, but now this is what we. This is one thing we want to do with today's show. Besides, of course, which is the waiver wire picks, which you talk about, mm-hmm. is we want to look back a little bit at the drafts we did, right? And then what we could have done better, mm-hmm. who we could have picked up, you know, that would have played better. You know what I mean? So it's like. Uh, it's like you said here. Here in the in the first round, you picked up Antonio Brown, and who went right after him in the first round? Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones. Pretty much just besides Saquon, that's pretty much the only player that you probably maybe wanted to pick up that's better. Right, 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 right. Besides Antonio Brown. Right. Right? Okay. So then, which I could have got Saquon. I wish I would have got Saquon, but I couldn't. He went, he went right before me. He went seventh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um... And then in the second round, you had Keenan Allen. Who went after him? It was Devontae Freeman. You didn't want no part of, thank God. Yeah. Gronk, Gronk no part um, of. Okay. AJ, AJ Green. Green. Oh, man, so sad. Yeah. Probably somebody next year that I'm not going to be looking to touch too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Mixon, no. Which not not second round worthy. No, not second especially, round. Especially with the injury. No, so I'm, I'm, I'm good with Keenan Allen there. Okay. You know what I mean? Then third round, who did you – you took third round. This is where I messed up, too. I wasn't too happy with my third round. You took Amari Cooper. I took Amari Cooper. Who didn't do good until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So who could you have gotten? Uh, Zach Ertz, I think it was the best one you could have got in third yeah, round. Or Zach Juju. Ertz. Yeah, or yeah, Ju- I mean, but Juju, who could have saw that coming? Like, Not as good as he did. Right. But he did good enough to he's, go third round. He's got 1,100 yards. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody saw the doom as well as well do anything as well as he yeah. did doing. Been doing. Can't even talk right now. Mm-hmm. Adam Thielen I mean, got taken hi, right before you. Hindsight's always twenty twenty, but maybe like the one person that would have went ahead of Keenan Allen in that spot would have been maybe Tariq Hill. May, well, yeah, maybe in hindsight yeah, now. Right, in course. hindsight. But you, you can't see that going into the draft. No, or Travis Kelsey maybe even Yeah, if you wanted to go tight end that early. Mm-hmm. But either Zach or Juju would have been the best picks to make because, like, I, look, I took Larry Fitzgerald in the third round. Right. Come on, how much did that work out for me yeah, at all? That didn't work out. No, not at all. I mean, he's been working out lately. As of late, he's been doing well. But yeah. that's taken a while. Right. But you know, like, what, what's really stuck out to me, like, when you go back and you look at everything? Like, we were talking about this in the in the pre-draft shows. Like, you know, I'm of the mind just to wait on quarterbacks, right? Wait on quarterbacks as, as much as you can. And if you look at, like, like the first quarterback off the board was Aaron Rodgers, which for the most part was going in the third round, more yeah. or less. But most people, I think, that were taking them also even more in the third rounds because of the fact that they took, I, at least in most drafts I saw, people that took Aaron Rodgers third rounds because they took Devontae Adams in the second. Right, so they, they wanted to handcuff him. But if you look at the top-scoring quarterbacks, right, like who, like just just take a guess. I mean, I, you probably know who's number one, but who do you think is the number one overall scoring quarterback? Uh, Nathan Peterman. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's actually second. <laughs> of course, number one is, is Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. Who do you think is number two? Uh, it's got Rivers. Nope. No. Let's see, number two. It's not Ryan, is it? 
Nope. You're going to be shocked when I tell you. I'll give you one more chance to to guess, and then I'll I'll tell you who it is. Number two. Golf? Nope. Who? Big Ben. Oh, yeah. That is shocking. Is, is number two. So my point being is that, like, you never know the way quarterbacks are going to shape up. You know what I mean? Like, Aaron Rodgers is number 11 scoring quarterback, and he was going number one. Right. And number two would would have been, like, who would have been the consensus number two this year? For preseason. Preseason? Yeah. Deshaun Watson or Tom Deshaun Brady. Watson, right? Yeah. And Watson's like number 10. Right. You know, so, you know, I'm of the mindset just to wait on quarterback, and, and I'm going to take that No, no, of course you're going to wait on quarterback, but of course there's like these very few quarterbacks that could do what Aaron Rodgers does, you know right. what I mean? So it's just. But I mean, look, where, where was Patty Mahomes going? No, no, well, we knew nothing of him. Right. Of course and he's going to go there, but remember, we know so much about Aaron And remember uh, last year, Carson Wentz went really, really late, and he balled out last year. No, no, no. I, I agree with you 100% about waiting for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm just making the case on why people do it. Right, right. You know, it's just because you know so much about yeah, them. I, week just, in, week out, I'll give you 20 points. Right. I've just never been a fan of that approach, just to jump on a quarterback early. Especially in, the, like, the third round. Those picks are so valuable. You know? You know you would have lost that bet if we took it. Which one? About Zeke Elliott. Oh, uh, what? About leading the league in Russian? No, being top five. Yeah, but he he's, he could still be top five out of the end of the year. Right. Of all, of, of all football players not quarterback, I doubt it. No, well, the bet was uh, that he would lead the lead in Russian, and I would give no, you. No, he was top five. We'd have to go back to the tape. We have to go back to the tape. We, we have, have to go tape. back to the tape. The te- I still think he's going to end up leading the league in Russian. Nah, yeah, I'm telling you. No. Uh, anyways, moving on. So then, uh, let's see. Because so I like my I like even my first two round picks in that league when it, when I got DeAndre Hopkins and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, then third round, I told you I took Larry Fitzgerald. I did not like that fourth round. Ugh. Yeah, but you were big on Larry Fitz coming into this year. Well, how like, could I not yeah. be? No, no, I, I you had no reason not to be. Uh but fourth round I took Alex Collins. Yeah, Ugh. I was happy about him preseason. Yeah, yeah, I liked him a lot preseason. Yeah. He had his moments this year, but I, I wasn't really sold on him. Ugh. It was between him or or, yeah. or Ajayi for me. Yeah, you know who I wasn't really sold on going into the preseason, and he, I mean, he did end up getting hurt, but he wasn't really lighting it up beforehand. Is uh, Fournette. Leonard, yeah, Leonard he was Fournette. hurt. He was hurt for six out of the game. But then when he, the thing is, he was hurt for those games. And the right. games he came back, he killed. Yeah, he played well. But that, that's the games you expected to get from him. That, he, he killed for those three straight right. games. That's, that's my whole thing. Like, I just didn't think he was going to be able to stay on the field. Nah, you know? I didn't think he was going to be hurt that much. Uh, you took Royce Freeman, fourth round, yeah. as your number one RB. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that, that didn't work out too well. No. Yeah. No, it did not. He showed, he showed promise in the preseason, though. You know, like he played really, really well in the preseason and then just, you know, couldn't get it together. Trying to find what was well, now I don't think it was so much the preseason what he could I don't think it was so much he couldn't get together. I don't think it was that. I just think it was Philip Lindsay just doing so yeah. well that overshadowed. And I, I, him. I picked him up in two leagues. Philip Lindsay. I'm trying to find here a running back that went anywhere after Royce Freeman that gave up like those R B two potentials that went out somewhere between rounds five and six and Honestly, the best running back I could find between five and six, it's Marshawn I mean, Lynch for the most most part of the year. He yeah. was just doing the best. I mean, look, you're not going to put James Conner up there because no one saw that coming. No. You know what I mean? Especially like that. Well, that's why I said between rounds five and six. Yeah. You know what I mean? Between the round, well, put four and six. I mean, Lamar Miller's, yeah. Kenyon Drake, maybe? Carlos Hyde did good when he was on the Browns for a while. Yeah. Kenyon Drake, absolutely not. Yeah. He had a bad year. He, I mean, he's ranked number. He had a bad year, Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Yeah, not not too bad. If there's one thing you would have done differently this year, at fantasy football, what would it be? Um, if I would have won one thing different, it would have been taking running back a little bit earlier. Like I was, um, I, I I took the wait and see approach on running back, and there's been you know a good amount of running backs that have been playing really really well this year. So, I uh, probably would have took running back a little earlier. See, now I said with the league where I had Agent Peterson, I went the zero RB approach. And not for nothing, like, look, like I said, I mean, I made eighth place. Mm-hmm. My, my my running back did pretty well, not for nothing. Uh, my, I, I did uh, I, my, my main two running backs for that league were Agent Peterson and Chris Carson, who ended up doing not so bad, to be honest with you. Like, like look, look, and uh, the first did, three. Did you, did you draft Peterson or you picked him up? I draft him. You drafted him. Why would I pick him up? He's been drafting every league. He was right, yeah, because he had the, uh, the the good preseason game at the end. Yeah, he's been drafting every. Well, it was Adrian Peterson, and mm-hmm. because Darius Geis was hurt, so you know he's gonna be draft worthy. See, like like in 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 that league where I went the zero RB approach, 
I took number two overall. This, the, the one change I would have made, knowing now, knowing what I would know now, I would have took Saquon number two yeah. over Antonio Brown because my rounds two and three picks. So I took Antonio Brown number one, and that was the second overall pick. Mm-hmm. I took. I just wanted to just be a little like like wild with it. So I took Antonio Brown. Yeah. So with with the second round pick, I took Mike Evans, and then I took uh, Stephon Diggs. Who's had a very good year? Right. Mike Evans had a pretty solid year. Your first pick was uh, McCaffrey in that league, right? No, I just said Antonio Brown. Oh, Antonio Brown. Sorry, I'm talking about a different league. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So um, that's the only thing I would have done differently. And my first, my first, my first, my second pick was McCaffrey in the BFB league, anyways. Yeah. But the only thing I would have done differently. He's been a monster. Don't think. Yeah, yes. The only thing I would have done differently with the Sunday Funday league, where I took Antonio Brown number two overalls, I just would have took Saquon Barkley because then I wanted Saquon Barkley, Mike Evans, and Stephon Diggs. Yeah. That would have put me in a more comfortable position, especially that I took Chris Carson later to have you know. Uh, running back wise, you know what I mean. Like right. I think I would have done better my team overall, but you know, I mean, at the same time, like Antonio Brown and Saquon kind of cancel each other right, out, right? And that you know, especially Saquon and in a PPR for sure. Well, that's that's how we you discuss our whole show, right? Right, and that, that's um because he's he's had seventy four catches, ninety one targets. Like he's probably gonna gonna get like about a hundred and twenty hundred thirty targets by by the time the year ends. Twenty hundred thirty. Like 120, 130. <laughs> oh, 120, 130. <laughs> I heard 20, Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it's been a wild fantasy football season so far mm-hmm. for all of us, you know, and it's just, uh, I <laughs> I got to shout out my wife because we, we, it was nice when my wife did. Um, So I'm sitting there. Oh, you know who else I got to give a big shout out to? I got to really shout out Kento. Because I feel bad for Kento, my friend Kento, who I talk about on the show all the time. You know, Kento's one of my closest friends. He was mm-hmm. one of my groomsmen on, on my wedding. And uh, like I said, he loves fantasy football. He really does. You know, he's one of my go-to guys to talk every week fantasy football with. And uh, and he's out of every league. His season's already done. He's in three leagues, and I'm in the same three leagues with all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And his season's already done. And the one, the one where he could have made it was the BFB league. And he had to beat me. Uh-huh. And I ended up beating him. Yeah. So I felt bad. But I was stressing it out because all my players in that last week went for the 1 o'clock games. Mm-hmm. And he had two players left for the 4 o'clock games. You beat him by 10 points. Yeah. So he had Russell Wilson and Julian Edelman going into 4 o'clock games. And I was up like 49, 47 points, something like that. So I was stressing. I was stressed. Yeah. And I'm sitting there. And, you know, listen. I know because that's why I, I, I kind of feel bad because the two because like I know the feeling I get it I know mm-hmm. the feeling that you know what it's like when your season's over it just sucks right you know what I mean like you just sit there thinking like damn like I you know I, I really look forward to this thing every year I put in all this time into it every year like I get hyped about it every year I thought I thought these players were gonna do so oh I made the bad decisions here bad and then you you just feel bad like it doesn't go wrong it doesn't ruin your life no of course but, but it definitely messes up your weekend yeah for you know sure. what I mean when you when you when you just when you're out of it so I'm sitting there and I'm just like wow I'm literally gonna only make one playoff out of five leagues this year, the year I started a podcast to talk about fantasy sports, I'm only going to make one playoff. And I just sat there. I was like, oh, this feeling sucks. And my wife saw me with a bad feeling. And she comes up to me. She's like, baby, don't be sad no more. She's in the kitchen. She comes all the way out from the kitchen because sees me in the living room just to give me a big hug, just to make me feel better. She's like, don't be sad no more. And I was like, oh, I thought that was nice. Yeah. But I, I was literally just sitting there like, F- FML. You know, like. Yeah. But he had like a lot of people laid eggs for him. Like Michael Thomas laid an egg for him. Judy, Julian Edelman laid an egg for him. Thank God Julian Edelman did. Tevin Coleman, two points. Uh, I, I, said, I said last week, points. don't play Tevin Coleman. Yeah. I've been, I was saying. And, and even with, because um, I have Russell Wilson in one of my leagues, Russell Wilson threw four touchdowns, but only 185 yards. Yeah. You know, so that that's that's painful. I, I was, I, I listen, I said it, don't, don't play uh, Tevin, I, I, Tevin I, Coleman. I said don't play Tevin Coleman. Would he have won anyways if he played LaShawn McCoy over Tevin Coleman? No. Would he have? No. I'm looking at a different... No, wait. I'm looking at a different league. My bad. Okay, forget that. Yeah, anyways. no. He, he couldn't have won anyway. He didn't have anyone on his bench that really balled out. Yeah, I almost... Gus, Gus Edwards, but Gus Edwards only got uh, 8.2 points. I, uh... Yes, I, I, you know... I'm only in two leagues right now, and I could have... I could possibly make, um... A third. Mm-hmm. I I I would I one I because I'm really upset that I didn't make was was Marchetti's league because I like my team a lot that team is 
uh, Kirk Cousins, with Carson Wentz on the bench. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, Michael Thomas, Christian McCaffrey, Amari Cooper, Julian Edelman. Well, Greg Olson's out for the year now, but whatever. But still, it was a good team. Yeah, I mean, that, that's how I felt about the BFB League. But, you know, sometimes like, you could draft a team, but it just sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, you could draft a good team, but sometimes it's just, you know, matchups. You know, I, I, there was like one or two games that, that I won by – that I lost at less than a point, you know. Right. So, so sometimes it goes like that. Yeah, it be like that sometimes. So now uh, I'm looking forward to uh, my uh, amateur hour league that I went on with Tim. I ended up in second place in that league. So I'm looking forward to that one. All right, so uh, you want to get into some uh, waiver wire pickups for this week? Because uh, th- these are the important weeks. No, I don't want to. I'm going to skip it. Yeah? <laughs> no, I'm not going to skip it just because, uh, you know, like that. Uh, waiver wire worthy. So what's going on with waiver wire worthy? So uh, somebody that I think is, is really worthy of a waiver wire pickup, not for nothing, mm-hmm. is somebody that's not owned in any league. So he should be a big pickup in this week. Yeah, I think I know where you're going, but good. I'm not going to say Chicago West. No. Even though he he's worthy of a pickup. I think he's worthy of a pick yeah, your kind of I wouldn't be mad at that. And I'm not going to say Kareem Hunt either. Mm-hmm. Were you going to think I was going to say Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt? No. What, for next year? Was it a keeper league? Somebody might pick him up this year. I doubt it. I don't think they will. This year? Somebody might. He's eligible to be picked up. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, I doubt that's it. That's going to be a PR nightmare for any team I that doubt picks it. him up. I doubt it. No, I doubt I, it. I don't think he's going to get picked up. Uh, anyways, no, Jeff Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay, is somebody that's worthy of it, I think, and if you know, only because of the fact that Matt Breed is always banged up. Yeah, Alfred Morris is out the picture. Yeah, and he left the game in the, in the uh, third quarter last week. Matt Breed. That's exactly what I'm saying. So yeah. if if he ends up still being hurt, Matt Breed, Jeff Wilson's going to be the guy to go take over for mm-hmm. that because uh, that guy Raheem, Raheem Mostert's out for the year already. Yeah. So uh, he he he'll have all the carries if he plays. Yeah, he's yeah. Have Who you thought I was going to say? That's what I thought you were going to say, Jeff Wilson. Oh, really? Yeah. The hell? And he's only one <laughs> percent owned. It says he is at home anywhere, what I'm saying. Yeah, 1% owned. On Yahoo, at least. <laughs> it's funny what I was saying uh, last week. Uh, Spencer Ware is owning only 2% of ESPN leagues. And, of course, all my leagues happen to be within that 2% range. Yeah. It's <laughs> 98% he's available. I'm, I can't get him in any. Uh, Jalen Samuels is another person that like is, is where you would pick up. Only be- now, they said that James Conner's injury does not seem to be uh, serious. It doesn't seem to be anything serious. So it mm-hmm. looks like he will play again. But if he does end up getting hurt, James Conner does end up like whatever the case. If he hurts, aggravates him more in practice in the upcoming week or whatever the case may be, Jalen Sam is definitely somebody that's worth the pick. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely worth the pick. Yeah, another uh, person that I'm looking at, and I, I I don't understand why this guy is only owned in three percent of leagues, but uh, Dante Pettis. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he not the the guy's talented? Like, why is he not owned more? Because he was hurt. Yeah, but I mean, you and, know, uh, then because of San Francisco offense, you don't really want to own anybody from there for the most part. But, he, but the last couple of weeks, he's been playing well, though. And then this week, he exploded with 128 yards and two touchdowns. Well, now because of the fact that, you know, there was no Marquise Goodwin, no Pierre Garcon. Right. You know? Sort of like the last man standing in that, you know, no, as far as I, the pass catchers go. I agree with you 100%. I'm just explaining why. Yeah. There's good reasons why he's not owned him. Yeah, yeah. Me. So give him a look if you have a, you know, a waiver wire priority this week for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chris Conley. Is another one to, to to keep a look at because of the fact that you know Sammy Watkins because of the foot issue mm-hmm. has uh has I was out last game and if he's if it, the foot issue continues to be persistent, you know Chris Conley's a number two wide receiver on that team and having them all two wide receiver one of the best offenses in the league yeah. is not bad to have on your team right so he's somebody that's good to look at and right now there. with uh with Hunt out there's going to be a few more targets to go around uh huh yeah that's why Trekendrick West is is worthy of it I don't know if he's going to do anything but he knows the offense at least yeah. so uh Curtis Samuel's another guy. Definitely. For sure. Curtis Samuels, because, you know, like uh, with, with Greg Olson now at for, out for the year, and th- that might be his, that might have been his last game. Yeah. No, wait, he's going to play at least one more, I think, right? He signed for two years. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he's going to play at least one more. Okay. Mm-hmm. But still, you feel for the guy. It's, he's probably somebody I'm not going to touch at all next year. Greg Olson. Greg yeah. Olson, I'm going to probably stay away from. Yeah. Another back that uh, he's got some good matchups coming up as we come down the stretch is only owning 18% of leagues is uh, Ty Montgomery. So he's got um, he's at fifty yards uh, in back to back weeks, and um, Gus Edwards is a little banged up. So something that you might want to keep your eye on because he'll be involved in the passing game as well. Yeah, but um, it's just that that backfield's already like you know like so crowded with Ty Montgomery, Gus Edwards, and uh, Kenneth Dixon, who's activated yeah. in the roster. Yeah, but so. Edwards is banged up now. You know, so just something to keep your eye on. I mean, look at this point in the year, you're just looking to scrape whatever you can together on the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, you know, it's, yeah, just try to keep somebody maybe that you'll throw in, like somebody else. I think right now, if you're looking for somebody for the waiver wire, 
Uh, if you're made to playoffs, I doubt it's for somebody that you need to put into your lineup. Mm-hmm. It's somebody that you want to have in case other people get injured. Right. And you want to have like a backup plan. So it's like if out of nowhere, let's just say uh, like Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. like if he's your wide receiver too, you know what I mean, on your league. And because of the knee issue of his knee swelling up, if he is if his knee persists to be a problem mm-hmm. and he ends up being out and you have like no more wide receivers on because you're just like streaming defense, yeah. whatever it is. All right, then these are people you could probably play in. Right. And, and also, um, you know, as we start to get into the playoffs, this is a little bit more about, like, strategy. Like, if you see that your opponent's quarterback has a tough matchup, don't be afraid to, you know, pick up some quarterbacks on the waiver, even though you're not going to play them, you know, just, just to kind of keep them away. That's a little, you know, game theory strategy. That's what I should have done with Lamar Jackson and played Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, I, I picked up Lamar Jackson in almost every league. You're Lamar Jackson. Um <laughs> J.J. Nelson's another one that I really like for the pickup. Um, yeah. Christian Kirk on the IR. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though, you know, the, the offensive line also got a little bit beat up in last game. But, hey, Lynn, the, the, you know, the, the Cardinals won. The Cardinals did win, right? I'm yeah. Like, yeah, okay, good. I was like, wait, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah I know, because Mike McCarthy got fired. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, boy, Mike McCarthy. My boy. <laughs> my boy. Yeah. I'm holding back my other boy. Um, so, yeah, so then, uh, so you know, J.J. Nelson's going to take over that number two spot. Uh, the wide receiver, so you know, um, I think just a little more fired up the Cardinals are. Maybe you know to give the you know the fans like another win or two. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure JJ Nelson will play a role in that. As I said, besides the fact that they play the Rams and the Lions, they still got you know pretty yeah. decent matchups. Yeah, overall. he's one of those players that had you know a little bit of promise coming into the year, and you know didn't work out for him this year. But we'll we'll see. Still a young player with talent. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, Ian Thomas is another one you want to look at. I think. Yeah, you know, the tight end, tight end yeah. for the for the Panthers. Only owning two point percent of leagues, but that's only if you want like somebody to fill in for like if you have like an Evan Ingram or Greg Olson, you were going to the playoffs with those two. You know what I mean? Speaking of tight ends, I'm a little nervous now. I was hyped in my 14 team league where I have Jordan Reed. What he was doing with Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. it looked really good with Colt McCoy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and now he broke his leg. Yeah, people that whatever. Yeah, that's uh, that's terrible, man. A lot of ju- Redskins quarterbacks this year have just been snake bitten. Just, just remember, I got to give another shout out. I forgot to Doctor Flacchiavelli. Not going to say the rest of it, who, but Flacchiavelli. Okay, just going to just say that. Shout out to him, Flacchiavelli. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Throw something in the curve for everybody. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know what he's going to do now. Mark Sanchez, Mister Butt Fumble. What a disgusting name to say, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Ugh. The dude played in back-to-back AFC Championship games. As hard as it is to believe, though. You know what's funny? Speaking about the Jets and thinking about, well, at least the Jets era, thinking about it, man. Like, do you ever listen to Todd Bowles on Monday on the Michael K show? Yeah, that guy. I gotta. I want to. I want to ask like, your brother, and I want to ask my friends about what they think about like Todd Bowles, and not so much his coaching style. But if you just hear the way he just speaks on that show, he yeah. reminds me of Stanley from The Office, like the way he talks. But if you just hear like the way that guy speaks on that show, it just sounds like he rolled out of bed. And I'm yeah. just like, this can't be a coach that's gonna fire you yeah, up. No, I mean, maybe he's no different. Fire there. I'm sure maybe he's different when he's on the field as a coach. I'm sure. Yeah. But still, like just thinking about like. Well, you know, it's, it's it's always going to be a problem. Well, I think we made some good plays here and there, but at the end of the day, I think know, I think he knows that he's a sitting duck, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, but I, I, the, he's the, he's got to know that he's probably not going to be there next year. I I, I, I I'm sure he's got to know that, but still, it's just like I, I every time but I hear him on the show, I mean, I get, but I think that's just how, who he is. You know, I think yeah, it's just born to me. Yeah. Like it's just I I I get annoyed hearing yeah, him. Maybe the better suited as a as a coordinator and not a head coach. He sounds like 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 almost a little bit like Stephen Wright too, like the comedian, yeah. right? You know what I mean? That 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 makes those those uh, really dry jokes. It's like uh, I like to tease my plants when I water them. Yeah, <laughs> I water them in ice cubes. Yeah, last thing you would think of is a is a football coach sounding like that. It's like a friend of mine has reverse Tourette syndrome. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, look, you know, you let me finish the joke. Bob, forget it, <laughs> forget it. You cut me off. You literally just cut me off in the middle of the joke for the second time. I you know s- our audience flex. They don't want to hear that joke. Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean? You know the audience? No, you don't. You I just know. I just mentioned that somebody from Ecuador. You started talking about football. You know the audience. It was, Stop. It, it was football. So, oh god. Oh god. But yeah, but here's the thing. Like, and you know, I want your opinion on this. But you know, a football coach, right? I mean. He has to be a leader of men. You know, like these guys are going to war every Sunday. And he may not have to be like the best with like the X's and O's because you have, you know, coordinators that handle all that sort of stuff. But at the very least, you got to be able to lead men into battle. And like a lot of these coaches are just not that guy. Like, I, I don't I don't get it. 
You know what I mean? Like, just no emotion. Like, you see a, a coach like McVay who's, like, on the sideline and he's pumped and he's Pete into Ca- the game. Pete Carroll. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Carroll. He gets into it. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, but, like, like players want to play for that type of person. You know what I mean? So you see Todd Bowles, like, no emotion. Whether they're up 40 or they're down 20, it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. He's not, he looks like Stanley from the office. Yeah. Uh, and one big person also that I want to say, and I, I like him a lot going forward, uh, even though the office is not that great. I still like him a lot going forward. Now that the fact that they have no Marvin Jones and no Golden Tate, I like Bruce Ellington for the yeah. for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like him going forward. He's getting plenty of targets. Yeah, so you know, I, I think he's got you know he's gonna do he's gonna do well going forward. I think he's solid enough at least to have on your bench as a backup plan for whatever the case may be, and then uh, you plug him in and you play him like that. You know? Yeah. What what, what rankings did you end up in your leagues? What uh, ranking? Yeah. What like, do you mean? Like, well, what spot? Like first, second, third? Uh, so the the two leagues I made the playoffs. I came one. I came in second. Uh-huh. Uh, the other one I came in third, and then in the BFB league I came in tenth. Nice. But you said you made three playoffs. Um. Yeah. And then, but um, that that playoff hasn't started yet, so it'll be determined this week. Right. Yeah. I really hope I win this BFB league. Yeah. That'd be great. I started. I mean, you got a good team, so you got that, a shot. That'd be great. You know, yeah. and plus I'm playing uh, the third place team as opposed to the first place team at least mm-hmm. for one week. So we'll see. Playing uh, our good friend Marchetti. Oh yeah, yeah. How's Marchetti doing, by the way? Yeah, he never came back on the show. He's doing fine until I poison him. Until you poison him, so he can't set his. So line he up. can't set his. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna poison Marchetti, and then uh, yeah. Wait, no, I can't do that. We share a fantasy basketball team together. Damn it. Yeah, let's get Marchetti back on the show. No, not if he beats me. <laughs> if he wants to be back on the show, he has to lose. How about that, Marchetti? Listen to that. Uh, all right. That seems like to wrap it up for the week, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, man. You got an intro music going on, Freddie. Uh, once again, party people. Oh, the new shirts are coming out this Friday. The new shirts are coming out. This yeah. Friday they're coming out. Are you going to get a shirt, Charlie? Absolutely. Why no, wouldn't I? Huh? Why wouldn't I? Because I don't want you to. <laughs> All right. Anyways, party people. So once again, uh, thank you very much for following us. Uh, as always, we cannot thank you more than enough for the growing support that we've been having on this yep. show. We thank you tremendously for that. It is very important to us for all the work we put into this Uh and the playoffs are here. Once again, yeah. you have any questions whatsoever, you can hit me up directly at FLX Hitlist, Flex Hitlist, or you can have Charlie directly at Charlie BNY. Charlie BNY. And then once again, as always, you can hit us on our Instagram at BFB Podcast or at our Twitter at Podcast BFB. Uh, shout out to you, party people, follow us all the time. Oh, and shout out to On the Board Sports. On the Boards. Yeah, On uh, the Board Podcast, yeah. On the Board Podcast. Check them out. I was a guest on their show last week. I forgot I should have mentioned that earlier. I'll mention it again next week so you guys can hear it from the beginning. But uh, I was a special guest on the show. Thank you so much, uh, Will and Sean, for having me. Shout out to Got the Podcast Studio. Shout out to Progress for making this beat and this music. And shout out once again to you. Good luck in the uh, playoffs party, people. Yeah, congratulations to everyone that made the playoffs. And we'll see you Friday for the preview show. We'll see you this Friday, party people. Success and nothing less. Peace. Peace. Peace.